Dean, this is right up your alley, Emily. Oh, I know if, Dean. I just realised who it is. You know Dean. There you yeah. go. Well, maybe Dean's asked you, but now he's asked the whole of Australia and the world. <laughs> if you had 200000 in deposit in Melbourne, would you rent vest or purchase a PPOR? Now, before you answer this first... Yes. I spoke to someone last uh, month. When was it? What did we in October? Yeah, September. They had 200K in Sydney and were literally about to cry because they couldn't get anything, mm. ev- uh, even though they had this hard-earned 200K of savings. That is wild, isn't it? Yeah, that's crazy. I feel sorry for Sydney siders. It's pretty dire mm. out there when you look at the Sydney um, property market. Yes, it is. So what are you doing? Are you rent vesting or are you PPORing? Well, it's a pretty significant deposit to be rent vesting in that I you could buy multiple properties as in you buy two properties with that sort of deposit. Yes. Um, so that's a question in itself. But I think the where my brain goes is if I do rent vest, how quickly could I get some growth that would actually start to see more than the deposit I actually started with? And so I'm probably more inclined to rent vest with a view of a five to seven year plan to then springboard into a PPR after that. And and most likely I would buy two properties with that amount of deposit in areas that are set for growth um, with the purchase price of, you know, 500K each or four and six, yep. something like that. Okay. So did you answer the question? Oh. Are you <laughs> are you PPR no, or? <laughs> um, no, I would rent best with that. With that money, you'd reinvest, okay? Because the two hundred's not giving you enough to to buy something substantial. Totally, like I know, even in like the most desirable pockets of Melbourne's kind of not mm. as bad as Sydney, but I know that I would need like closer to three to three fifty in deposit plus you know stamps to get a property that I actually want to live in. And I'm not even talking anything like huge. I'm just talking like yep. in a good area. So yeah, Melbourne specific, I would reinvest. Okay, so Dean couldn't with his two hundred. If he could borrow six hundred, could he not get an eight hundred k two better somewhere close to the city or, or somewhere that he'd like? I don't know where he wants to live. By the way, Melbourne's a pretty big area. Yeah, he could. I mean, eight hundred k is probably a, a good budget. You're probably looking at two bedroom villa unit territory in the inner ring or a two bedroom apartment in like the real inner ring. But it wouldn't have a huge land component, maybe a small courtyard or a balcony. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So he's saying, look, save your pennies or, or go and rent vest and live happily ever after until uh, a period of time that you've got more capital to, to deploy towards your own home. Yeah. Ideally, come back with like 1.3, 1.5. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully the market's not three mil by then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a really good question, and it's it's probably every second clarity call I do, I answer this question yes. in some way, shape, or form, or it comes into play because it, it's a real this house versus unit debate is just it's overheated, mm. and and it's like because of the housing unaffordability, and there's no one size fits all answer or response to this, no. um, Dean. Unfortunately, so what I would probably say is. What do you want to do in 10 years' time? Where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? How much money will you be earning? Where do you want to be living? What do you want to be living in? Are you going to have kids? Are you going to get married? Any of those sort of things. And then bring it back to are you open to renting for the next seven to 10 years? Because I think that's what's required to let your investment portfolio grow. 
Like you, you can't just go and, and I agree, split those that 200 into two purchases, but then hopefully make a million and sell them out in three years. That's just not going to happen. Mm. So we need to give them a chance to grow, don't we? Yeah, for sure. People, I mean, it is a millennial mentality. We want instant gratification. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And so when that translates to the property market, we're like checking it, you know, every yeah. quarter, what's going on here? Um, and the problem is... Um they did get instant gratification in the last three years, yeah, those that were so in. True. So it's, it's now the new expectation. <laughs> it's not normal. It's just that the period of growth happened to be most recently with the property cycles. Yeah. But yeah, I think, do you know what I think has changed over time? Even in the time that we've been doing this podcast, John, the notion of and the idea of renting is really not frowned upon. Like it's just kind of what people do. You, no. you do rent. And so that in itself as a societal sort of idea has certainly come a long way. Um, yes. But is that out of necessity? Because that's all I can do? Well, do you know what's so funny? It's kind of flipping the other way now. There's some people that are like, well, rents in certain pockets are now unachievable, so it's actually better to buy. So it's come this full circle. Mm. But, yeah, for some people it is out of necessity or circumstance. And depending on, you know, it's always as you – What's your little saying about as as low as your ego can? What do you say about ego and <laughs> at rentals? <laughs> about. I don't know. Drop your ego. You said it a few times before. Where like <laughs> is, is what your ego can handle is like the lowest. You know, are you in a share house with six other people or are you, yes. you know, in an apartment? Um, yeah. Yeah, and and this is present company excluded. Anyone who's listening to this have been really diligent in their twenties and and save some money and have a good deposit. So you're right. The the rents are equivalent to the holding costs on a mortgage for, for most people in, in most areas and unless it's a smaller regional. But if we've wasted our money in our 20s, mm. we m- might be hitting our 30s with a very low deposit and we're paying $700 a week in rent and we can't be saving any money because of that rental cost and the cost of living. So we've got, we can't do anything but rent for the next 10 years until we get our act together to save. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and it's hard. I guess it's where you see value and what you ultimately want to mm. do with your money goals. For some people in their 20s, they've spent it all on travel and they've got all this life experience and yes. that's sort of starting from scratch in their 30s, which is not uncommon. But, no. yeah, it's it's such a it's such a minefield actually to work around as to what the yeah. right thing is to do. Um, totally. But look, back to the original question, good problem to have 200K <laughs> yeah. deposit with not knowing what to do with it. Yeah, great problem. Great problem. And I think, yeah, what do you want, Dean, is um, how high on the priority list is your principal place of residence and what's it going to look like in eight to 10 years and are you okay to rent vest um, would be the key questions we need answered there. Yeah, for sure. Well done. Well, that's a wrap, isn't it? 
one thing I wanted to just highlight, I've uh, quite a few people from the podcast have been booking in calls with me, John, but they're oh, yes, actually... discovery calls. Yes, but they should really be calls for you, which is so funny. No, right. <laughs> so can we just establish uh, or I guess refresh the listeners' minds on our individual parts of what we do because... Well, they probably want... They'd rather a free 15 than to pay 350 for an hour, <laughs> Look, right? You get what you pay for. My, my, <laughs> calls are, my calls are to work out if your budget buys what you want in the area and do I actually service that area in Melbourne to buy your first or family home. So it's quite yes. high level in that sense. Whereas John's, there's a reason you have a price tag attached to yours, John, because you go a lot deeper than that. Yeah, put a fair bit of effort into it, to be honest. Um, for those that have had one, hopefully um, you agree with that. Um. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 